0: So I kind of have this thing where if somebody invites me to something, I sort of assume they're an expert on it. As was the case 3-2-19, when I saw my first ever punk rock show, I walk in Local 747, excited to see both Bong Mountain and Boob Sweat, and I see what everyone's doing and decide to order myself a PBR. Walk up you know stage stage right standing back there look up front see Stax just banging his head of the music loving every second of it and I uh, just figure everyone knows the drummer of Bong Mountain so this dude walks up to me assuming he also thinks I know Stax and he starts like mumbling and he's like blah blah, blah 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 and all of a sudden I'm, I look at him like, I'm like oh, okay he's like, and I just told him I was like fuck you too, man. And he just, like, looked at me for a reaction. I was like, all right, fuck you too. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Time. One thing that uh, I can say definitively is that it is a lot harder to get content from people in the playoffs. You send out four concession speeches, and good thing your
1: boy Kyle sends this. Hey, guys. Cabo Move here. Just wanted to give a quick little concession speech. Um, so my concession speech is I concede that I lost uh, I'll say no more about the matchup other than Joel Embiid and Brandon Ingram um, you hurt me and that made me sad but that's okay part of the game and I will get over it as a matter of fact I'm over it so um, yeah it's fun giving a concession speech because it means that I made the playoffs this year so it took a step up next year you're going to find me taking even more of a step up. Um, but I don't concede that I lost in the league this year. I think I was up there with people who had the most fun this year, and that's a win overall, an absolute win. So, hey, uh, duke it out, guys, in the playoffs. I suspect we will see Christian take home the, the crown um, Dan's team could put up a fight But he's a little injured right now And that's going to hurt him a lot Against Christian's team Because he can't waste days um, So that's my prediction uh, Excited to see how it all folds out Great season guys Peace Then you send out
0: for uh, You say hey guys Love to hear a preview Of what you're thinking for the matchup And uh, you send one to in, He doesn't respond all you hear is from is his publicist. He sends this. And then Azian, he don't say shit. And I mean that literally. You know you're hitting the big time when you get the publicist to talk. Speaking of getting people to talk, it sounds like this year the only way I can get you you motherfuckers to say anything is through rap. So, I guess that's how we do it. <gasps> As I walk through the valley of the shadow of teams, I see only four left with championship dreams. But that ain't Andy or Adam or Stacks, and it ain't even Kyle and his list of diss tracks. But Dan ain't never seen a man he thought deserved it. He'd be treated like a punk you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're playing and who you're waving. But you and your comies might be lying in third place. I really hate to rant, but I gotta end. As I play, I see myself in the championship. Game. i'm the kind of team the little leaguers want to be like i'm a league in the night making moves in the moonlight been spending roster lives living in the waiver's paradise been spending roster lives living in free agent paradise keep spending most our lives living in the waiver paradise So here's the situation Kamish be facing. He's up by 40 points with a full team. Two knives. Dan's got to play hard with a good team. Too much Mountain Dew. Drinking's got to chasing him. But Dan's an educated dude with a roster around his mind. Got 10 moves left and a bunch of 4T guys. Lockout hater. Set trip and waivers. And if you're playing him, you definitely don't want to rouse his anger. Your game death ain't nothing but a Rasta beat away. He's living life right or die. What can I say? Time's down by 123, but can it be less than 24? The way things are going, we don't know. Tell me, why is he so blind to see that he makes his moves so poorly? Been spending roster lives living in the Waver's paradise been spending roster lives living in free agent paradise keep spending roster lives living on the wave of paradise Ian's got power, and there's Giannis. Giannis and Kay Walker, game after game, hour after hour. But it's playing, and half of them ain't cooking. What's going on is the roster. They are so good looking. They say his team's so good that nobody can teach him if they can't make their moves. How can they beat him? Maybe they can. Maybe they won't. I guess they suck. That's why they're out of the winning pool. Then spending monster lives living on the roster paradise. Been spending most of our lives living on the wave of paradise. Last time I'm performing that song was at the Bowtie Bar on Ten Mile in Alpine. And uh, when I, as I was performing, somebody from the audience literally went out and pulled the cord on the karaoke machine. Hey Chuck, thanks for the game, man. You, uh, you mind walking me to your car?
2: thing about having like this kind of hookup is sharing it with people. And so oh. i parked like literally
0: like over there so we could walk that way. So just uh, walking out of the old good old Bulls game with Chuck Anderson, the celebrity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he's got a breaking news announcement you'll probably hear soon. I know it. Fuck you guys. Just got a tour of the Bulls office. That was real cool. Got a couple picks. Got to watch an amazing game from LeBron. Chuck, what was your take on LeBron's performance tonight?
2: Um, that, uh, it was, it was a performance that proved, uh, Tom doesn't need to take any pills, uh, to perform as a man because, (laughs) you know, he was, uh, he was really getting worked up the whole time. I was starting to get uncomfortable. I'm like, Hey dude, we're here to just watch basketball. You got to chill out. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were, uh, (laughs) we were ninth row behind. Got a little got a little tour, yeah. We Re- uh, real good one. So I got a, I have a couple friends, obviously working with the Bulls. Um, I got some friends, uh, you know, Bulls front office types uh, who we got down on the court and got some pictures on the court, which is always a good uh, good photo op. And then took a little tour, actually, real real behind the scenes. Went up to the Bulls offices, um, kind of see where everybody has meetings and does the deals and. Um, Actually interesting little thing though like John Paxson and like those guys offices, I believe are in a separate space uh, I think in the Advocate Center above the practice space um, Separate from like all the kind of team All right, so now I'm getting car over there. now I'm getting back to to Chuck uh, having a walk Over there. I'm uh, gonna drive Tom to his car his I think Tom parked somewhere in Indiana so I'm going to drive him to his car so he can drive home. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally in the next parking lot. Like we have we, got, we, got Chuck. we
0: can record yeah, really, uh, you know, really would like to thank you for this. And uh, Chuck told me, he didn't say this to the thread, but that the game was his way to... Uh, Apologize for the <laughs> debacle with Adam.
2: So thanks a lot, <laughs> not your fake news. <laughs> I do not apologize for that, and I stand by that trade. I would do it again. Don't lie. All right. <laughs> I was gonna be in the intro. If we could to do it now. I, I I just know. So now. Uh, we have pictures on the court with oh, right, Christian, JB, and Sean, I think, and of course the famous Sean solo on the court picture, and now Tom. Um, so we're just going down this checklist, you know. Right. Um, at some point, I just I need my lifetime achievement award. If I get everybody on the court at some point who comes to visit, I, like. Yeah. I want like a lifetime. I want like an extra fifty dollars in every draft for the next like five years or something. Like that. Uh, totally,
0: totally <laughs> fair. I think you're you're making both your Hall of Fame <laughs> campaign, but also MVP twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, I, I might
2: not I might not have frequent uh, league hangs because of where I live, but I make them count. Like I, you know, no, if, if you, you come to Chicago, I will show you a a good time uh, basketball speaking. Beyond that, I can't I can't uh, promise a good time, but we'll we'll have fun at the United Center.
0: Yeah. So which uh, which strip club we going to now, Chuck? Uh, now we are going to um,
2: Admiral. No. Now we're going to it's a new place called Two Knives, okay. um, and uh, you can only get in if you have two knives in your pocket, and the girls are all smoking grape cigarillos, and. Um, like, they'll disappear for, like, long periods of time, but then oh. they'll just show up and, like, get aggressive. Vodka, vodka Mountain Dews for, uh... That's <laughs> that's right. Love prayers. you guys. Yeah.
0: So, the 51st best player of all time. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Uh, the only thing that I want to do here is just fanboy a little bit on LeBron. So feel free to, to stop this if you fucking want. But it was incredible to see him last night. Um... And it just really made me think about some stuff. So I just, you know, I I shared it. Putting my heart and soul into this awful podcast. Love you guys. First, I'd like to thank Chuck for last night. It was great. I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. And then I want to reflect on that night a little bit. So last night... I got to go with the one, the only, Chuck Anderson, to the Bulls-Lakers game. And when we got the text and the threat, I was like, you know what? I was like, oh, that'd be sweet if somebody gets to go to Chicago and go to the game. I'm like, wait, why not me? I only work the morning. All I have to do is drive, drop, the, drop good old E off with the in-laws, go to the game and drive home. Yeah, make it happen. And then I was just got so excited to see LeBron in person again and uh, obsessively checked Roto World to see if he was playing or not. And then I ended up going to the game about an hour earlier to just kind of check some things out. And doing so was a really interesting experience because I have been obsessively you know, watching LeBron, listening to podcasts, been thinking about this Lakers thing a ton. It, but the thing I haven't done is been to an NBA game in person in quite a while. So I got there around six, um, game started at seven. And as I'm sitting there, the first thing that I notice is all the LeBron gear. And I could not believe how much. Uh, LeBron, how many LeBron jerseys there were, how much Lakers stuff there was at the Bulls game. And it was just like in the lower bowl where we were sitting, it was just like probably 30% at least were wearing some kind of Laker memorabilia, at least 25. And I was like, wow, so this is the reach of LeBron. No, I say that because... Uh, We were sitting in this corner, and directly across from us is where the visiting teams run through the tunnel. So I was able to see, like, it was just swarmed. There was a row, like six people all around this thing just to see LeBron come out. And when the Lakers finally did come out to warm up, just the place erupted. So they do the introductions. LeBron gets a boo uh, from some, cheered from some. But then when he scores, people start cheering. And then there was one, like, you know, as the game goes on, there's just dunks, LeBron scores 36 points. It's, it's just, it's incredible. But the crowd is just totally rooting for him. And the thing that, the reason I say that is, like, to realize just how big of an influence these guys have. Right, so LeBron is sitting there, he can draw in all these people to a stadium in Chicago making revenue for the United Center doing all this stuff. So he's good for like every team in the NBA. When he comes, there's gonna be a lot of people there. And in this Lakers thing, which Chuck and I were talking about a little bit at the game, we were thinking about legacy, which got me just made me want to think of like where LeBron is right now with the all-time greats. So He's at the age of 34. They're going to miss the playoffs. And he's the fourth highest point scorer. In front of him, you have Kobe Bryant, Karl Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, Kobe is like 1,266 points in front of LeBron. Uh, I'm assuming LeBron scores about 200 more, so there's going to be about a thousand point difference between LeBron and Kobe. Which, if you give LeBron a 25 points a game average next year, that means he'll pass Kobe Bryant on the scoring list probably around All-Star break next year. Kobe retired at 38, and in his last three years, he scored a combined 2,000 points. Really puts it in perspective. Had he played a couple years longer, he definitely would have crossed that 40,000-point threshold. In front of him is Carl Malone, who scored... uh, like 9,000 points from 35 to 40. And then you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's like 6,000 ahead of him, who scored like 10,000 from 35 to 41. And just seeing how, how good of care LeBron takes of his body and how good a shape he's in, we could be seeing this for quite some time. It's so really curious about the soft season. So awesome seeing them in person, and uh, guys, send me some fucking material, please. NBA,
1: it's no balls association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's your fantasy b ball. NBA, we on top. This ain't no seesaw. NBA, it's no balls association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's your fantasy b ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw